Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Hello, welcome to Roundtable, where we serve up piping hot debates on the issues that sizzle in China and beyond. I'm Niu Honglin, sitting in for He Yang. Coming up on today's show, we step into the heartbeat of global commerce as the first China International Supply Chain Expo is underway here in Beijing. In a world of shifting economic ties, the expo emerges as a beacon of collaboration. Yet, how is the supply chain affecting our daily lives? If we have a chance to visit the expo, what are some highlights that we should not miss? How does the expo mirror China's commitment to an open economy amidst global economic headwinds? Join Roundtable as we unravel the threads of economic globalization and ponder the implications of the first China International Supply Chain Expo. Also, have you ever purchased any near-expired foods? Apparently, the allure of low prices and big discounts on close-to-expired foods has grappled the hearts of many young enthusiasts. Today, Roundtable invites you to discover all you need to know about near-expired foods, what they are, whether they're safe to eat, and how consumers like you can navigate this tempting landscape without falling into pitfalls. For the first half of today's show, I'm joined by Xinyu in the studio and Yunqi talking to us directly from the exhibition halls of the Supply Chain Expo. Hello, Yunqi. Hey, Niu Niu. Great to have you. Now, grab your virtual compass and follow us to the heart of the discussion. Lights, camera, supply chain action. China is holding its first international supply chain expo in Beijing from November 28th to December the 2nd. It seeks to bolster global industrial supply chain by fostering connections among hundreds of domestic and international companies, exhibitors, and suppliers. What are some highlights of this year's event? What new technologies, products, and services are being showcased in the expo? These are the questions we'd like to discover for today's show. But first, things first. Yunqi, I was wondering where you are and can you describe the situation around you? Well, so I'm in the exhibition hall located in the northeastern part of Beijing, the Shunyi exhibition area. And uh, I'm currently sitting in the media center of the exhibition. And as you said, this is the first ever national level expo in supply chain. So it's kind of like the record breaking in the whole world. That sounds very interesting. So, Xingyu, do you have some more information about the expo that you think we should, you know, lay the ground before we start discussing? <laughs> All right. Um, just like <laughs> Yunxi just said, it is the world's first national level expo that focuses on bolstering industrial supply chains. And also, the CISC provides a platform for global enterprises to engage in trade promotion, investment cooperation, and learning amid global economic challenges challenges. And this year, it goes under the theme, Connecting the World for a Shared Future. And the mission of this expo is to showcase some of these cutting-edge technologies and products along the supply chain and shed light on future developmental trends. And it will also highlight services from financial, logistics, and platform enterprises to foster collaboration and mutual development among industries at every stage of the supply chain. 
Actually, we have been covering a lot of expos, different expos yeah. on Roundtable. We talked about service and goods. We talked about the import expo. Yes. And now it's the supply chain expo. So mm. what is the difference between the supply chain expo and the other, you know, expos? I think the major difference is that unlike the expos that we are more familiar with, like the CIIE, China International Import Expo, the CISCE, it shifts the focus from presenting or showcasing the individual products to the entire supply chain or the ecosystem. So it's more like an open international platform that integrates the upstream, midstream, and downstream of the whole sector that connects the small, medium, and even large enterprises. Mm, so mm. Yunqi, do you think our information that we got <laughs> through our research actually, uh, let's say, justify what you've seen there? I was going to say that I actually 100% agree with what Xingyu just said, because when you talk about supply chain, I mean, as a normal end consumer, we think about the logistic transportation, and that doesn't sound necessarily relevant to like our daily lives. But what the supply chain expo doing here, they are showcasing more than just the logistics transportation part. They actually have themed exhibition halls dedicated in green energy, in smart new energy vehicles, and a healthy lifestyle, and green agriculture. And so they are showcasing the entire supply chain from the upstream of seed, researching, developing new products, developing new textures, flavors of fruits, and to the midstream of transporting how to bring these freshly made, cultivated uh, products, fruits and vegetables, take them to keep them to the original taste and then ship them to the end consumers and also to the downstream, the marketing part, how to promote these products to more consumers, as many as possible. And uh, so I would say, personally, I feel like the difference or a main difference between the Supply Chain Expo and many other national level expos is the focus on this entire supply chain so you can you will know the stuff you have purchased like where they come from and what are the companies doing on the upstream of the supply chain you mentioned that there are actually five different major supply chains that's been demonstrated right. in the expo. So there's the smart vehicles, green agriculture, clean energy, digital technology, and uh, healthy living. You've already been there for around two days. Which one impressed you the most? Or did you see anything that's very interesting that you think you should share with us? Well, there's something that I saw this morning. It's uh, in, I believe, in the smart or green agricultural part. And uh, they have a lot of companies that are from the upstream of the agricultural supply chain. And you'll, I mean, as end consumers, we buy fruits, we buy pork, we buy meat, but we don't, we don't know much about what's going on on the upstream of the supply chain. And by visiting this exhibition hall focused in green agriculture, you're actually seeing the companies, what they are researching, what, like how they want to bring the next generation of products to us. I get your point, and I think that's true for people like us who are not industrial expert in the sense that we know the entire process of the a certain product or how it's made or how it's developed. It is certainly an occasion that would open our eyes and um, 
a little bit cliche, but broaden our horizon. But for these kind of expo, I think the enterprises actually taking part in the expo, showcasing their product, showcasing their part on the supply chain can also benefit a lot. So are there a lot of, let's say, enterprises and companies attending this year's expo? Yeah, sure. The first edition of the CISC is seeing a global participation of some 515 domestic and foreign enterprises and institutions from 55 countries and regions participating in this expo. And 26% of them are international exhibitors. And among them, the U.S. and European firms account for around 36%, according to the official statistics. And we are also seeing countries like South Africa, Canada, Japan, Vietnam, and others. And also, we have 53 of the global 500 companies and 57 of China's top 500 companies joining in this exhibition. Mm, this year, actually, American exhibitors constitute 20% of the total overseas exhibitors. Yeah. And many of these companies consider this expo as a platform for product launches. Mm. They would bring their new products, their innovations, and their new way of collaborating with other companies to this platform so that a range of new products, technologies, and services are actually exhibited mm -hmm. during the expo, which is very much fun. And I, I can totally understand because for different, let's say, different enterprises, no matter if you're at which stage on the supply chain, you must cooperate with someone. So with an expo like this, you would be able to talk to more buyers, you would be able to communicate with more sellers, especially from your perspective, no matter which part of the supply chain you're on. So this can definitely help different companies, different enterprises communicate with each other. Another very interesting thing for me is that we see a lot of big name companies attending the expo. But mm. in the meantime, small and medium sized companies are there as well. It's a good opportunity to learn from the major big name companies. So there's a place for basically everyone. So I was wondering, Yunqi, have you interviewed any specific exhibitors or any professional visitors of this expo? Okay, so uh, unfortunately, I so far haven't got the chance to speak to the small and medium enterprises. So far, I've spoken to two uh, exhibitors that are in the area of green energy. One of them is the organizer of the largest solar panel exhibition in Europe. And the other one is an American company that's helping Chinese green technology companies going overseas. So both of these companies, they are focused in the green supply chain. And the reason why they are attending this expo in China is because, as some of you may have heard about, that China is actually leading the entire world in the green supply chain, solar panels, wind turbines, and electric vehicles. And uh, one thing I learned from the exhibitor for the largest solar panel exhibition in Europe is that uh, just uh, 20 years ago, um, the largest producer of solar panels was Germany at the time, 20 years ago. And uh, in just 10 years, starting from around uh, 2011, 12, and uh, China in a very short time and has taken over, is dominating 
the industry of solar panel researching, installation, manufacturing, assembling. And uh, currently, I believe the figure that I got from this exhibitor is that China currently is producing 80% to 85% of the entire of all the solar panels in the whole world. And you can imagine, so, and that's only one part of this massive green supply chain that everybody is talking about because we need a like more sustainable future. And that's also part of the reason why there's uh, Chris Pereira, he's the CEO of Impact, a company that's helping Chinese green technology companies going overseas. And that's why he started his business because he sees the potential. He sees that domestically China's green industry is already growing so big and fast. And uh, he also sees the potential of these companies sharing their expertise with the whole world. So we can, I mean, the whole, that everybody, all the countries can be as green, as sustainable as they could. And that's the reason why he started his business to help these Chinese green technology companies to go abroad. Mm. You mentioned that you interviewed two enterprises, two exhibitors, both from overseas countries. Do you think this expo or any expo like this would contribute to fostering win-win cooperation among global business communities? That's for sure. And that's another example that I learned, actually not in the green energy industry. It's about uh, back to the healthy lifestyle like uh, foods and uh, vegetables that we were speaking earlier it's that uh, something here i mean even not purchasing or striking any deals you'll be able to learn expand your knowledge in this industry because i can give an example like for the corn producers like corn farmers that's growing sweet corn and uh, normally we probably i mean as consumers we tend to under expect the complexity of the green supply chain. Maybe as a corn farmer, you can just sell your products, your corns to the dealers, the corn dealers, and they will take your product to the end consumers. But actually these days, I mean, this industry has grown more complicated than we expected. And uh, so, so far, the one thing I've learned is that these Corn farmers, they can actually sell their products to companies that can apply multiple use on their corn products. So for starter, part of the corn can be used for human consumption and a part of those corn can be actually extracted for uh, oil, which can be used as a, a resource of energy. And then uh, the remaining after the first two steps can be used to feed animals like pigs. So by growing one corn, you can actually get three different purposes out of one single product. And that's something, apart from striking deals in this exhibition, one other thing you can achieve here by attending the expo is to learn what's going on in the whole supply chain and how can you better harness the value of the products that you are growing. That is very mm. interesting. For business owners, you can learn about what the industry is up to, what are some potential opportunities that you can garner by expanding your scale or area of business. 
But in the meantime, actually, for common visitors, because we know this five-day event, actually, for the first three days, you need to be a professional visitor to visit.、Oh. But for the latter two days,、mm-hmm. you can just register and go in and have you know a little bit of fun to have some information about the each link of. From the upstream to downstream of a certain、uh, supply chain, and you can learn about the most advanced products. And I have done a little bit of research on the product. <laughs> I was very much intrigued. Actually, the expo has the world's first consumer-grade GPT wireless AR smart glasses. It also allows you to engage with the first 5G live network convergence metaverse football game. And also, you can immerse yourself in a virtual tour of container fleets through VR technology. Have you visited any of these, or are you <laughs> planning to go? You know, play the role of a common visitor and enjoy the beauty of advanced technology. That sounds like a fantastic to stop by in this exhibition. But unfortunately, as you were saying, like the the first few days are for professional visitors, and I guess I am part of this group. So I'm trying to get my job done here, and、uh, hopefully, I mean, in the next few days, I will be able to have more fun, like the AR glasses that you just told me about. And that sounds like such a fun thing to try on. Yeah, so the fun is yet to come for common visitors. But in the meantime, we know, of course,、uh, technology is not just about entertaining. There are a lot of use for technology. For example, we know the digitalization in wheat supply chain can actually improve efficiency or reduce waste. What are some examples that we can mention or talk about in the sense、uh, that technology transforms or improves supply chain? Yeah, thanks to the advanced digital technologies, the process of selling grain for the farmers and also to the wheat processing factories, they have the whole process has become quite more convenient. For instance, for farmers, they used to. Uh, you know, after growing the crops, they have to sell the grains to the factories. But in the past, the, they have to wait for a long time to transport their grain to the factory. And sometimes the weather conditions can be very bad. But nowadays, farmers they can make reservations by using their phones and by generating a small QR code. The entire process from sampling to testing to weighing and grain unloading, these whole processes seamlessly managed. Through this digital platform, so it definitely is beneficial for the farmers. And also, when the wheat enters the factory, it undergoes a whole process of、uh, like grading, storage, and loading, unloading. These whole process used to lead to some certain level of damage of the grains, but nowadays we're seeing this seamless transportation of the grains that. Can effectively avoid damage, and also for the process of grinding. In the past, we have to have a dozen employees who had to wear dust masks and to wear protective clothing to grind the wheat. But nowadays, we are adopting this unmanned workshop that does not need human labor. But on the other hand, it's more efficient. Yeah, of course, and for us. Common consumers, we、mm-hmm. get to see maybe with the technology of traceable food sources, you get to know where the egg you're eating is from. 
if you need that information, <laughs> make sure they're safe. And Yunxi, I was wondering, you've been covering it for two days, and you've interviewed and visited different booths. Is there any kind of new technology that you find so interesting that is also closely related to people's daily lives? Anuio, you spoke about the tracing of the grocery products, and I think that's one big trend in agriculture as well. So they're trying to put labels on everything from the farm to the trucks, and then to the fruit markets. So. By maybe by scanning these labels, we will know where these products come from, and so we'll there's a more there's more trust and reliability in this whole agriculture supply chain. And as end consumers, we'll know these food, the quality of these products can be trusted. Mm. But in the meantime, I have a final question to both of you. That is, we know China is the only country in the world that obtain all the industrial categories listed in the United Nations Industrial Classification, and the country has also been the world's leader in industrial economy scale for over a decade. Actually, in 2022, China's manufacturing industry added value accounted for nearly 30 percent of the global share. So, why is the country having a supply chain expo? Does China really need to cooperate with other countries? Can we just do it by ourselves? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'll go first. No, for sure. Yeah, and then Yunxi, you can add something more.、Um, I think. Yeah, I go after Xingyu. Okay, so I think in today's world, we are more interconnected than ever. Especially under this economic globalization, China is deeply integrated into the global economy through trade and supply chains. So cooperation with other countries can ensure the smooth flow of goods, services,、um, and raw materials that can contribute to the economic growth. And also,、uh, I have noticed that Chinese Premier Li Qiang said at the opening ceremony of the CISCE that China is willing to work with other countries to build. A global industrial and supply chain system that is secure, stable, smooth, efficient, open, and inclusive. I think that's very well said. So Yunqi, I think that's a very that's a very big topic, and、uh, there's something I learned from one of the interviewees that I spoke to yesterday. Like he was joking that why we never had an expo in supply chain before, and why. Are we only having the first ever expo focused on supply chain only this year? And I think a very important reason is that we have experienced disruption in the global supply chain in the recent years, and that's why we need to highlight the importance of sustaining the free flow of the global supply chain. So our lives we don't get so much affected by the disruption because we are used to globalization. We're used to Products, resources, assembly—they are done by different people in different countries with their expertise. So the cost of these product will be lowered to the minimum. And as end consumers, we have also been the beneficiary of this process because we are enjoying products that are more affordable with better quality. But now that、um, affordability of the products are being taken over by some other political reasons. Uh, de-risking, and、uh, so now it's a very important time to make sure this globalization of supply chain that we have been taking for granted won't be taken away or won't be disrupted as much. And I think that's one of the significances for why we are having the national level, the first ever national level expo dedicated to supply chain this year. 
Thank you. That is actually a very good answer. I'm convinced. I think China has always been a strong supporter of win-win cooperation. <laughs> We've never been supporting the zero-sum game kind of mentality. We believe through cooperation we can create a better world. And hopefully, after this supply chain expo, more people would believe in that and be benefited from it. You're listening to Roundtable with myself, Niu Honglin, Xinyu in the studio, and Yun Qi. Thank you so much for joining us from the China International Supply. Supply Chain Expo. Thanks again to our listeners out there. If you'd like to know more about this expo, just visit CGTN for more fun reports.